0: This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only is directed. Do not adjust your clocks. Yes, we are on
1: early with an extra hour. We're live at Allianz ahead of the Sharks-Cowboys NRL prelim final. Ryan Girdler is here, so is Wendell Saylor. Brent Reid's got his late mail. We've got a stack of guests lined up. And the Swans have their prelim final tonight. We'll get the news on whether their injured stars will play. Welcome to the Rush Hour. And also one of the Sharks' biggest fans will join us in the next half hour or so, and a very special guest as well. Hello, Goods. Hello, Dan.
2: How exciting is this? Mate, this is my favourite weekend of Rugby League. I mean, I know the grand final we all enjoy, and there's a big result at the end of next weekend, but the stakes are high tonight. you got four clubs going into um, this round with a lot of expectations, a lot of pressure. Uh, there'll be some nervous boys, but what a... Uh, You know, you get victory tonight and tomorrow night, and the big prize is almost yours.
1: Now, uh, we're here at Allianz Stadium. It's as if they've uh, moved Shark Park 20 ks up the road because it's a beautiful sunny day, but bloody hell, it's windy. But it's actually not too bad. I mean, it is breezy, but it's quite warm. So if you're sort of umming and ahhing about coming out here, come out here. It's pretty good. Uh, Just make sure you bring a jacket. But uh, there's a nice, uh, steady stream of Shark fans here already, We've already had one game, actually. The first of the prelim finals in the Holden Cup. Uh, Penrith yeah. have done it again. My goodness, they're good in that competition. They beat the Cowboys 32-16. Uh, so they will now play the winner of Dragons Roosters, who start... Uh, in a few minutes here at Allianz. But for this first hour, it won't be all sport all the time. That's what we're used to on the Rush Hour. We'll broaden it up a little but uh, We've got lots to get through as we get uh, ready for the preliminary finals here on Triple M. It is Gerds. Dan Wendell will be joining us shortly. And we're live at Allianz Stadium. Out the front. Say hello as you come through. Triple M. It's the Rush Hour special edition live from uh, Allianz Stadium. As uh, we get ready for the prelim final, which will start at 7:58. Hey, hey Dan, a, a quick
2: word if I if I will. Um, yeah. Gee, look, I'm I'm always interested in your tweets over the years. It's been NFL, NBL, yes. a myriad of different gambling. sporting events, gambling, poker. But last night I saw a couple come out about something I don't know a lot about, but a reality TV show, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. What What are you doing, Dan? You're losing okay. followers in a, at a great rate when you start going down that path.
1: Right. Okay. What? Well, some people that I have or had respect for uh, have been telling me about this bachelor, and they tweet about it all the time. So I thought, well, I better watch this once to see what it's about. Because, you know, through the bachelor, I, I don't watch, I'm like, yeah, I don't watch any of this stuff. Anyway, I've turned on, I've never seen a greater bunch of wankers in my life. It was as if they walked into Ravisi's on a Sunday afternoon mm. and just plucked out 12 <laughs> blokes and said, here, they're all up themselves. All They all look like models. There's one hipster bloke. He could be the biggest tosser of them all. They all want to be stars, Goods. They don't want to find That's, love. So it's not about, yeah, right. So you think there's an ulterior motive there, Dan? Oh, I think the girl who is very, she is going to be a star. Apparently she's a reporter for Channel 10 down okay. in Tasmania. This is going to be her... This is her audition, right, for the Today Show. Oh, okay. Because she, she actually, she's engaging. She's bubbly. She's attractive. She's going to be big. Hello, Wendell Sailor. Hello, Can you mate. offer some thoughts on the Bachelorette? As well, we, mate, as you know, Dan,
3: I've been a. Hey, it's good to see you, mate. Hey, Dell. As you know, um, I've been in a few reality TV shows, but I've got to tell you, my, my the kids they like the Bachelor, and my wife's gotten into it. And last week, at, you know, the players uh, awards, mate. I met Kiki Morris. She was on there. I think she got voted off or She didn't get a rose. I don't know these people. Yeah, no, but she was on the show. Kiki Morris? Yes.
4: No, never no heard of uh, that
3: hurt But I think she goes out one of the Burgess boys. But, look, to go on a reality TV show, you've obviously you've got to want your five minutes of fame, but also you've got a bit of an ego. So I've done three shows. I haven't done <laughs> one yet. But, uh, <laughs> All right. but so I
1: like it. I like so it. So there we go. I gave it ten minutes, Gerds. Yeah. And that was it. it was, Not honestly, salad, Dan. it was like an Aramis commercial come to life. And the th- stupid things they do, they had them shooting at Mills and... B- anyway, that was the 10 yeah. minutes
3: that I watched. But speaking about Revisi's, mate, don't bag Ravises. It's a great place. It's a great place, Oh,
1: yeah, Now, that is that Now that <laughs> epitomises it perfectly, the fact <laughs> that you... Uh, yeah. By the way, who do you think the crowd... Serious question. Yep. Do you think the crowd will be behind the Sharks tonight? The non-Sharks portion, obviously. Yeah, look, I,
2: I think so. Um... I think people in Sydney, like last year, we had an all-Queensland grand final. It was a fantastic spectacle, take nothing away from it. But I, I think there's a lot of people in Sydney that would like to see a Sydney club in there, especially one with a tradition, you know, like the Sharks. been 49 years, Dan, and um, I know I'd like to see the Sharks in the grand final. I think it would be great
3: to have a Sydney team in there, and they've got their work cut out for them tonight, but I think it would be good. Gerds and I had this little argument on air, and I took a little bit of his air time, but I can understand why people want to see the Sharks in the Raiders grand final. And I, look, I reckon it would be a good grand final, because Ricky Stewart didn't have much love down there when he went to the Raiders. People questioned his coaching. But also, the Sharks, it's been a good story. Um, even though I know they went through some tough times, but part of me wants the Sharks to do okay, because Stephen Price, um, Ben Barber, those guys who I've, I've known for a while, and, you know, but part of me sort of wants... The Cowboys to go back to back and beat that Broncos uh, record, and you, and you also,
2: you also, boys, like look at the couple of seasons that they've had, and the. And the and I guess the turmoil the club and the fans have been through, and it wasn't the fans fault that they got caught up in all the Asada issues, yeah. but it was the fans that paid their hard-earned, the Sharkies fans, yeah. for those couple of years that had absolutely no joy and had to go through it with the club. So I think on the back of that, it'd
1: be good to see them fans come and celebrate and give them the opportunity. That's the way I look at it too. Yeah. The, the players and the coaching, whatever happened there, that's yeah. self-inflicted. But the fans have not had much to celebrate at the Shark. We all know no premierships. 19 years have even made a grand final. They've got to hear the last four times and been beaten. Yeah. And I, I think yes. it's the same with Canberra as well. Their yeah. fans have done it tough for a couple of decades. They've been irrelevant really since Laurie Nine Daly four, left in. wasn't it? Yeah. In, well, that was the last time they won a comp. Then they were pretty competitive until Laurie Daly left in about 2000. 2000. Yes. Yeah. And then really since then, yes, there's been the odd final spot, but they've never
3: been a contender. The good thing for the Sharks, and Sharks fans should be confident, is they've got them the last couple of times. And I was at that game at Southern Cross. James Maloney, he led from the front. Mate, they, they obviously, they targeted, um, Jane, um, Tamao that night. Thurston was off his game. Michael Morgan, he admitted he had one of his worst games, but Valentine Holmes, can I say this? If the Sharks are going to win, it's got to be their X factors and Valentine Holmes and Ben Barber. If you're going to beat the,
1: the uh, Cowboys tonight, Those bikes have got to fire. And also Chad Townsend. We are here at uh, Allianz Stadium. We're doing it today for Mitsubishi, and their run-out sale is on now with free auto upgrade on selected passenger, SUV, and four-wheel drive pickup models. Sharks fans, we did a one-on-one during the week with Ennis. Well, it can't be we, because one-on-one, it's not (laughs) we. So uh, I did it on uh, Tuesday. We will play that uh, just before 6 o'clock, part one, part two, a little bit later as well. And do not miss the opener at 6 o'clock after the news. We've gone all out with this one, so uh, that is coming up on the Rush Hour as we do it live from Allianz. More after this. Live, Allianz Stadium is where we are for an early edition of the Rush Hour. Merrick and Australia will be back next week in its usual time slot. We've got Gerds, we've got Wendell Saylor, we've got Dan Ganone as well. Wendell, may I say, this is, you've brought a, it's finals football, and this is a finals-worthy outfit you've you've turned up with today.
3: Well, mate, I, I think originally, I think I was calling the Saturday game, and then Matt White, our boss, producer, Said, mate, which game do you want to call, mate? The Sharks, mate. First, the Cowboys.
1: How good!" But uh, but uh, let me describe this. I mean, it's the, it's the it's the expensive slacks. It's the yeah. uh, country road style shirt. It's the thing on. It's what, what's that thing on top? Oh, I think, it's not a beret. Uh, it's. Yeah, I think it is a bit of a beret. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but the the reason why I was so sort of dressed up today, I left Wollongong about 9:30, and um, I actually did a function with. And I got you know what? I got up stage today hard by Shaunie Layton, Shaunie Layton, um, George Gregan, and Matt Dunn. So we did the kids' cancer project. Um, it was at the museum there. We raised a bit of money today, but let me tell you, Shani Layton owned the stage. So, um, but it was She's good the th- netballer, of course. Netball diamonds. Um, I think she's on the move to Melbourne. So she's been one of the the Swifts. Collingwood. Legends. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, I think Eddie's looking after her, and she was she was great today. And I said it before, and Gerds have said it too at uh, times. Mate, women's sport doesn't get enough recognition, and today I've got to tell you.
1: Um, on stage and off stage, uh, everyone wanted to have a photo with Sharni Layton. Beautiful. All right, let's uh, bring in our friends from the grill team because they uh, we asked them, I said, can you come up with a, a tip for us for this game tonight? And I can't think of the grill team, Gurds, without... Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. So here's Maddie and uh, MG and Gus <laughs> with a tip on this game. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, MG. Uh,
5: Sharkies <laughs> versus uh, the North Queensland Cowboys. You've got a fresh Sharks up against a champion side in the Cowboys, the defending premiers, but
6: have they got the petrol in the tank to win this one? Um, personally, I don't, think the Cow- I don't think the Cowboys have. I think uh, Sharks have had such a sen- uh, sensational season, had that um, amazing run with uh, back-to-back wins. Then they had about a, a six-week uh, let-off period where they kind of let themselves down, and mm-hmm. I think they needed to rejuvenate, and they have. I think that week off, Matty, will... Paul Gallen's back tonight. Um, I actually think it could be the Sharks by 13-plus. Mm. Righto. I,
5: I, I think the most crucial battle tonight to MG is the Sharks forwards versus Taumalolo. Yep. Now, we talk about Thurston all the time. Thurston speaks for himself, but Thurston organises his plays on the back of Taumalolo's runs. And if you watch last week, the Broncos controlled Taumalolo for about 55 minutes. But the moment they lost control of Tamalolo, they lost control of Thurston. Mm. And Thurston was able to win the football game. That's the big
6: clash. Yeah, I just think the Sharkies, look, 50 years they've been in the comp. Uh, never won a competition. I think this year it smells like a Shark's year. Um, I think it's going to be a Sharkies in a, in a uh, storm grand final.
5: The other interesting thing is when the Sharks beat them, Earlier on in the season, they defended Thurston outside in. Now, that's last right. week, you watched Milford. Milford slid on Thurston. Thurston went through, set up the try. So that's going to be interesting. They control the ruck and defend him outside in. I'm with you, MG. I, I, think, I think the Cowboys is just a bit out of gas, but I think the I think it'll be the Sharks by a couple of points.
3: Good on you, Dan. Thanks for having us, brother.
5: Gussie's here as well.
1: Gussie, do you want to weigh in? Or if you don't know anything, if you don't know what you're talking about, just word. blink twice, yeah. okay? Yeah. yeah, okay, okay,
5: okay so. Yeah, Mate, no, don't take that spring roll out of your mouth. It's fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thank you, fellas. Boys <laughs> back at uh, 6 o'clock on uh, Monday. Mate, I think, Gerds, mate, I think you hit the nail on the head. On their Saturday show, you said to me, the Cowboys look spent. I spoke to Darren Lockyer this week, and he's he's on the same page as you, so great minds think alike. But you know what? Thurston hasn't played that well this season consistently, and I reckon when the clutch moment was on and he dummy and went down that short side, he beat Sam Thurder. Sam Thurder knew he was going to do. Darius Boyd couldn't stop it. There was four players. Morgan knew. Bang. He scores. I still think, mate, toss of a coin, I still think the Cowboys have got enough in them to win because they've been here. They know what it's about. You know, you said the prelims. I think the Sharks have lost the last four. But mm. you feel the pressure of your fans. But I know they've got the team to win tonight, the Sharks, but I'm still leaning towards Cowboys. All right.
1: Just before 8 o'clock is when the game kicks off. Now, for everyone listening, uh, on 104.9, we'll be taking the Swans game at 7.30. But for those driving out here, we will be, as soon as that game ends, we'll be coming back to Allianz for the verdict. So for everyone coming out to the game, make sure you keep it on 104.9 Triple M and you'll get the verdict after the game. And also you can hear us uh, on DAB and on the app as per usual. This is an extended rush hour here outside Allianz thanks to Mitsubishi. More after this addition of the rush hour for those thinking who are these idiots on the radio we're normally on at six but we were on a touch early with Merrick having a well-earned week off we're doing this outside broadcast for Mitsubishi and they're running out sale on now with free auto upgrade on selected passenger SUV and four-wheel drive pickup models we're here at Allianz ahead of Sharks Cowboys Gerds Wendell and Dan are here now normally something we'd normally do on the rush hour is this the birthday game how old does Mark Woodford turn today? Who? Mark Woodford. I don't know. The Woodies. Oh, the uh, tennis player?
2: Yeah. Um, he's the he, redhead. Yeah. He's, oh, he's the redhead. I think he was a little bit older. I think he was about eight months older. <laughs> I'll go for um, 44. Wendell? I think four, Pat Rafter's four,
1: 47. 51. Wow, great. The boss. Those redheads don't age well. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, he'd be... Uh, he'd be 62. I reckon 68. Sixty-seven. George Costanza, i.e. Jason Alexander. Ah. Uh, uh, Jason would be fifty-nine. I, I would say sixty-four. Fifty-seven.
3: Wow. Ooh. Like, like, remember well, the one with the soup, the Nazi? Remember the soup? Yeah. The soup Nazi. That was a very funny um, part of. Is Seinfeld. that your favourite episode? Yes. Yes.
1: And also when the bloke talks third person. Oh, that. Jimmy! <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> how did we know? is how, how Isn't it not obvious that would be down your alley? Speaking of Seinfeld, Gus Gould is going to join us on stage. He's one of the great Seinfeld fans. He'll be here in the six o'clock hour. Uh, did did we just see Jason Stevens walk past? Yes, the great Jason Stevens
3: over there. He's going to come over later to have a chat. He said, "Beautiful, right. yeah, beautiful." I, right. I want to ask him about I the room time. with Steve once. Yeah. I have, want to ask about the time they just kept giving down Lockyer wedgies on the field. Mm. I room with
2: Steve o Boys in A. Boys uh, in a tour in New Zealand. I was with him for a couple of days, um, and every morning I woke up. As we know, Steve is one of the great born again Christians of our time, and a great advocate for the man upstairs. I'm, on the other hand, not so much. And um, yeah, and I woke up every morning at about six o'clock with Matty Rogers, one of the other great oh, born again Christians it was of our part-time, time. Part time, part
1: time, <laughs> um, um, singing hymns.
2: Uh, hey, just that, on
1: Matty. Ro- that's very nasty. But we once uh, what. No, I'll, I'm, I'm about to agree with you. Before we tell you tell your Jason yeah. Stevens story, we, want, we want, wanted to get an interview with him for something. But it was the night after. Uh, it was uh, the night after they'd been knocked out of the season, and I shouldn't say this. I'm going to say it. It's now. all right. It's fine. And we said to the media manager, "Well, can we get Matty? Because obviously now he's devout." And yeah. he goes, "Oh, not. Well, no, he had a big night with the boys, <laughs> but hang on, isn't he a born again?" He goes, "Yeah, when he feels like it. Yeah, yeah. it's going to happen. Anyway, on. It's a lot of pressure. Get on you, Maddie. We love you. Sorry, Matt, uh, Jason Stevens. Where was I?"
2: Anyway, Stuvo and Matty were singing hymns every morning. So, um, and, and he was so messy, Stuvo. He had clothes everywhere. I went to management and I said, Hey guys, you want me to have a half decent game on the weekend? You've got to get these guys out of my room. <laughs> I need my sleep. And all of a sudden there was more mess and more mess and more mess. And one day we woke up for training. I just about had enough and I looked over and Stuvo's bag was just all over the floor. And we started, we walked out the door and Stuvo was like, Gee my pants are a little bit tight, girds. And I looked at him and said, yeah, mate, that's because they're mine. He's that much of a mess. He got up and started putting my training gear (laughs) on. Of course he does. And after, or he liked tight gear, after that... I went to management. They got me out of there quick, smart, and they put him and Maddie together, and they were happy. Oh yeah, <laughs>
3: absolute legend, Jay Stevens.
1: All right, man. we'll get him on stage a little bit later. This is the rush hour live from Allianz Stadium. We do it for Mitsubishi. Uh, news update coming up shortly. On the great day, Faulkner from Hudu Gurus is going to join us in about ten minutes. Thank you, Blue. The old get back on track song with a, a two-minute song. It is the rush hour here live from Allianz. Uh, still sunny, still windy. Uh, the second Toyota Cup, Holden Cup game. My goodness, Holden mm. been sponsoring it for about five years, and I'm still calling it Toyota. Uh, Dragons, Roosters, I believe, is set to get underway shortly. Penrith were winners; they are through to the grand final, their third in a row after beating the North Queensland Cowboys. And obviously,
2: no uh, Ponga because he was—he's uh, been elevated in the first grade. Linnet's out, so that's big news, especially for the Cowboys and uh, their left edge. Bowen, Ponga, pretty inexperienced. Uh, are they on the same side? Yeah, they'll play left. But I just think that you know, especially with um, the way Thurston and Coot like to go over on that left side. Linnett's more of like a back rower. He plays really straight for him, Dan. And I thought last week against the Broncos, every time they went that side, you know, Bowen has a tendency to sort of creep across field a little bit and look for space, whereas Linnett just hits the hole straight and hard in traffic. So uh, it's a, it's an out for the um it's an it's an out for the Cowboys. All right, let's go back to the studio.
0: A rush hour news update.
1: Jeff Tyler joining us.
7: Hello, Tiles. Thank you, fellas. Yes, it's been a massive day in news. The biological mother of Queensland schoolgirl, Tiala Palmer, says a piece of her heart is missing but has vowed her daughter's death will not be in vain. Now, in her first public comment since the arrest of Tia's foster family, Cinder Palmer said she was upset the very people entrusted with her care had been charged. In other news, a man's body has been discovered in Sydney's southwest in what police say are suspicious circumstances. A crime scene has been established at Bewer Street in Bass Hill. Following the discovery just before noon, police have been searching the area for clues. And finally, guys, not once, twice, but three times a Qantas drama. Late yesterday, their budget carrier Jetstar had been had put a plane on the ground fast after the cabin filled with smoke. savo a Melbourne-bound Qantas plane from Sydney, had to turn back after its landing gear refused to retract. And the latest incident in Perth has seen passengers escape down the emergency slides of their Qantas link plane oh. after the cabin also filled with smoke. My goodness. All right. Mm. Glad oh. we're not going to
1: Melbourne. We're calling that off the head uh, tomorrow off the, yeah, tomorrow oh, off the yeah, telly. Yeah. Uh, thank you very okay. much, uh, Jeff. We'll catch up with you at 6.30. There was the other story as well. Hopper's in the news again. Oh, Hopper. Uh, he has he had an issue with someone at a fruit shop. Um, he's been ordered to stay away from a Sydney fruit shop owner, granted bail. He spent last night behind bars after an alleged confrontation. I'm reading this on the Telegraph website on Wednesday with a man who owns a shop next to a deli in which Hopper owns a 75% stake. Oh, those stores next to each other, Gerds. Yeah, you know, yeah. Get a bit of argy-bargy. You do. But this is where the circle of Hopper normally comes in. So Hopper does bad thing. Second thing we'll hear, uh, it's someone else's fault third thing we'll hear people that know him say what a great bloke he is yeah. and then repeat and then we go through the whole circle of hopper once again
3: you know the funny thing you talk about hopper and he's got a got got he's got a fair few kids and a lot of them are good young footballers one did a bit of jail time too but i've got to say um i was t- talking at the schoolboys carnival four or five five weeks ago mate. it just seemed like he's in a happy place so when i get up this morning and look at sunrise and see that i'm just thinking mate hopper mate what are you doing you're better
1: than that well yeah. Uh, is, is that, uh, I don't know if that, that case hasn't been heard yet. Yeah, but I know it's allegedly he's not still bad. But he, guy. Spent,
3: he spent the night in jail, didn't he? Yes. As well.
1: yeah. This is the yeah. Rush Hour yeah. on Triple M. Uh, Triple M, this is the Rush Hour Extended Edition. We're live at Allianz and a man who I'm not sure is going to be here tonight, but he's certainly going to be cheering the Sharkies home. He's one of the great Sharks fans. He's also a great rugby league man, Wendell and Ryan. It is Dave Faulkner from the Hoodoo Gurus, and
8: he's on the line. Dave, come in. Hey, Dan, I'm coming down tonight. Don't you worry about that. I, th- I thought you
1: might be, but I thought <laughs> I'd better play it safe. Now, <laughs> how, how is a Sharks fan, a long-time fan, feeling right now? You've been here and been hurt before, uh, so how are you
8: feeling? Well, you know, I'm a bit sort of nervous, of course. Um, you know, I reckon we can win this one, but um, no, you don't have any bloody you know, certainty when you're playing someone like North Queensland. They're such an incredible team.
2: Yeah, Dave, you must have taken a lot of confidence out of that win two weeks ago. Gallon pulled out of the game and down there in in Canberra. Tough one to crack and you guys got it done?
8: Absolutely, mate. That's the thing that has changed in this team, that is they believe in themselves and they think that they can win even when they're behind, which is, you know, you have to be like that to, to win these big games.
3: Dave, mate, for 15 games there, you guys were on fire and it's about not peaking at the right time. You obviously lost those three games, had that draw, but that game last week or two weeks ago in Canberra, mate, there's a young guy. Oh, he's not young anymore. But Matt Pryor, I thought. I know Paul Gallonov obviously pulled out uh, late there, but just Matt Pryor was good for you guys uh, through the middle, and he's won a premiership with uh, the Dragons. And mate, it's just a confident outfit, isn't it?
8: Absolutely, mate. That was incredible to see him step up like that. You know, that's what you want. You know, not everyone's going to be on. You know, on, on fire on the same day. But as long as you have got quality across the park and everyone's as I say, looking after each other and and trusting each other, that I think they can, you know, they can do
1: anything. Dave, we've got to get you in the studio one day and have a proper conversation. (laughs) On a day like this, we've got time constraints. But I want to ask you this. Probably outside of the Tina Turner campaign, That's My Team, I'd say is probably the most successful campaign. It went for a few years. Hoodoo Gurus and you were well and truly established by then. Did it have an impact on on your career, positive or negative? Did you suddenly become the That's My (sighs) Team guy?
8: Well, there was a bit of that going on. You know, Some people were a little bit you know, like, you know, you're sold out, whatever. We'd, we'd actually broken up at the time. Um, we, we we broke up for six years, and that happened just like one year after we broke up. But, um, you know, at the same time, it, it gave a lot of uh, young kids, um, you know, a, an idea about the band. They wouldn't have heard of us, you know, because we were so old and, part, you know, ancient history to them. And that kind of brought us into their world a little bit, and you know, so that helped in that some way. But, you know, the, the biggest thing for us was... As you just said before, you know, we're rugby league fans and we got some incredible access out of that. We got to go to State of Origin games and the grand finals and all those sorts of things were guaranteed, you know. So we made How sure we had a sort of signed off when we did the deal.
1: How good So all the divas in the world, in the rock world, and yet here's Dave and the Hoodoo Guru saying, listen, okay, pay us, but just make sure we can get into the Origin and the <laughs> yeah. grand finals. How good is that? <laughs>
8: Absolutely, Absolutely think, mate.
3: Did you guys go on a kangaroo tour a couple of times or seeing the kangaroo tours with uh, Well, what, happened, what
8: we were actually um, in the UK when the, one of the Kangaroo Tours was on. It was 92, I think it was. and 94, um, oh, sorry, 94 you're right. Sorry, 94. And, uh, yeah, we we happened to sort of... Uh, a few of the, the the Kangaroos came to our uh, gig in the Brixton in uh, uh, Academy. It was a huge night. And, um, and then, of course, at the end of the tour, it happened to be that Rick and I um, decided to go up to Leeds do the last game, and we stayed in the team hotel, which you know, we, we, Jeff Carr arranged for us to be able to do that. So... We had a pretty uh, amazing night that night because, of course, that was when we finished the, uh, the trophy that night.
1: Yeah. One of the great tools, wasn't it, Wendell? Oh, unbelievable. We've got to go, day, But I must mention, and we must thank you for joining us, Hoodoo Gurus and John Stevens are joining uh, for a benefit for Kurt Drysdale. And I understand there's been some good news with Kurt of late. It's a Cronulla Leagues Club, Friday, October 14. The Hoodoos and John Stevens, apparently it's the last gig at the Leagues Club before they wow. the referred Exactly. So, Dave, thank you so much for joining us. I'm quite serious. We'd love to get you in soon to actually have a proper conversation in the studio.
8: Thanks, Dan. Hopefully, with a flag up our be- on our belt as well. Beautiful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is uh, Triple M The Rush Hour. Our thanks to Dave Faulkner. More after this. Still to come, uh, our regular Reedy's Mail segment at 6 40. Uh, also, Gus Gould is going to join us on stage at about 6 15. Dragons lead the Roosters 8-0 in Holden Cup. That's after 31 minutes inside at Allianz. So they've been going a little while there. The winner will play the Penrith Panthers in next week's Holden Cup Grand Final. This is the Rush Hour. We go one-on-one with Mick Ennis right after this. This is the Rush Hour getting you ready for Cronulla, North Queensland. And we're doing a special segment here. And uh, Nicorette. Who are sponsoring the show? Obviously, are getting behind some of the players who are retiring, and with Nicorette, start the next chapter of your life with Nicorette. Quick mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. See, start the next chapter. That's where we bring you in, Michael Lenis. Yeah, thanks for having me. It, you, uh, either way, either you're starting the your next chapter in nine days or you're starting it in three hours. So it's not whatever it is. It's not far away.
9: No, mate, and to be honest, this is the this is the first week where it's really hit home. There's been moments on the training field. Um, you know, just in in the change rooms where i thought, well, this might be this might be the last time I, I do weights. This might be the last time I'm um you know, on the on this field training. It's it's quite a bizarre feeling. I've had a couple of chats with my mate Corey Parker this week, you know, about the, the feeling that he had on um, on Friday night and as you said, fingers crossed it's nine days away. Uh I remember two
1: years ago you went through this with the Bulldogs. Now, you're saying goodbye to your mates. Uh, but it wasn't the end of, end of your career. There was another chapter. So, is this particularly different? Are the feelings of doing, well, this might be my last weight session? Does it.
9: Yeah, no, Is de- it daunting? Yeah. Is it scary? Um, oh, look, I, I've obviously had, um, you know, some really good people around me to help mold that next phase of life. And, I, and I've been doing that for quite some time now, uh, quite a period, not just the last couple of months. It's been. Um, you know, I, I started an interest with the media. It was certainly an area where I spoke to my manager about many years ago, probably around the age of 25, to be honest, now 32. And I've had a great opportunity with, with Fox Sports over the years to do almost an apprenticeship and plenty of things like this with, with Triple M and the likes to um, really get myself ready for, for that next phase of life. Um, so I'm certainly comfortable in the decision that I've made and, and really looking forward to what's coming up. But in terms of uh, bringing this to an end, look, I, I started doing this when I was a... You know, five and a half, six years old, little kid in Newcastle, and I haven't—I've um, never missed a season, and and it is going to be strange, and and I am going to miss it, but um, I'm certainly I'm certainly looking forward to it as well. Who was the first bloke you sledged successfully? Crossed um, him. Geez, that now that is big. Wow. <laughs> um, uh,
1: wow. Why um, like, did you? Like, what I mean is, was it in the under 12s or something? And you thought, ah.
9: So I can get into blokes' heads. No, no, it never really came as that. It it, it probably, I was just probably, I know this sounds boring and cliche, but I was probably just a really over competitive kid. I just hated losing. And um, I think that started from having an older brother and always, him having always having his mates around and being at the park and always having to be the young kid competing against the old ones. And they never really gave me a break. And so I had to fight tooth and nail to survive. And. Yeah, I, I do. I, I Honestly, I thank I think my brother for those days because I think it moulded me to, to achieve what I've been able to. So he's to blame. <laughs> no, I won't bring him into it. He's living a nice, quiet life up there in Newcastle. I'll, I'll cop enough down
1: here. <laughs> um, let me bring that up and we'll move on. Ricky had his say. And I, I think well, Gal was quick to defend you. And I think a, a lot of people thought, well, maybe there's a method to this madness and talking about, you know, siege mentality and creating an us against the world. And maybe... He doesn't really think that way about you. But Sterlow last week on this show, he didn't miss. Did that hurt? Does it hurt to hear people of such esteem saying negative things about you? Yeah, 100% it
9: does. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, I, I both those guys I, I have, you know, uh, had really good conversations with away from football. and um, But, you know, in terms of that, I, it, it just escalated so quickly. From me, what it was was just a little bit of fun. Um yeah, but you can't say you you weren't mocking them. You you were having fun with them. Yeah, having fun with them. Right. But I wasn't being disrespectful and sticking fair, up my finger or, right. or using foul language towards them or anything like that. No, it was, no, it no. was a bit of fun. But and, there was and, a
1: perception that you may have said, "Oh, I was thanking Cronulla fans."
9: No, no, there was a guy in in amongst. There was a couple of Cronulla guys in amongst all that uh, massive uh, Raiders contingent, and so it was just a bit of fun with those guys. And obviously the camera people were around. Yeah, a bit of to and fro but. Um, yeah, it does. Dis- it is disappointing. You never like hearing, um, you know, nasty things or yeah. or things said about you. But again, mate, one one there's a person that plays football, and there's a person that walks through the front door. There's a person that drops the kids at school. It's it's I've said before, and 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 that's how it should be. It, it's a totally totally different person. All right, we
1: did that game Canterbury North Queensland, and you loved the way the Canterbury fans reacted to you. You 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 are still a hero to them. It is important to you how fans perceive you, isn't it?
9: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and, mate, I, I love the game as much as they do as well. Um, it's, they're a huge part of what we do. Uh, and, and each club that I've been at, the fans have been terrific and been a big part of, of the reason that I've been able to perform the way that I have on the field.
1: There he is, Michael, and it's always interesting whether you like him or not. Uh, he's certainly an articulate uh, footballer, and that is part one. We'll play part two after seven o'clock. And that's all thanks to Nicorette. Start the next chapter of your life, as Nick is about to do, with Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. So Nicorette bringing us that. Holden Cup update Dragons 14, Roosters nil. Approaching half time. Winner plays Penrith. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. To you. Welcome Welcome. to Finals Football on Triple M, where we've arrived at the Grand Final Qualifiers. Four teams gone, four teams left, and for the last one standing, one last obstacle to that elusive trip to ANZ Stadium. For many, this is it, and they know it. One last chance at holding up that trophy. One last chance of just getting to the Grand Final. One last chance at glory. In a pair of preliminary finals like this. Four teams, four totally different personalities. The razzle dazzle Canberra Raiders, the Cronulla Sharks, grizzled and cagey in the middle, mixed with their exciting outside backs. The efficient, metronomic, often almost perfect Melbourne Storm, and the Champs, the great team from Townsville with the number one player in the game. What a weekend this is! <coughs> Sharks, do they dare to dream? They've been hurt so many times. 50 years looking at an empty trophy cabinet. 19 years since they've even made the grand final. In between, they've been here to the preliminary final four times for four letdowns. Surely though, they'll never get a better chance than this. They're in their hometown. They're rested. Their opponent is tired. Ennis, Lewis, Heinz and Maloney, Barber, they've all been to the big one before. But standing in their way, the champions, the never-say-die North Queensland Cowboys and Jonathan Thurston, one of the greatest of them all. They lifted themselves off the canvas last week. Have they got it in them to do it one more time to hold their crown for one more week? to Allianz Stadium on this uh, beautiful Sydney night. A little bit breezy, and that's been the case all day, but it is uh, clear, not a cloud in the sky, as the lights start to take effect. We've got Ryan Girdler, Wendell Saylor here. Hello once again, gentlemen. Mate, Hi, great Dan. to be here,
3: Great time of the year, as you know, Girds. Mate, I've got to say, there's been... You know what I love about uh, finals time? The coaches have a go at each other too. Um, obviously, Lachlan Coote, um, he had an unhappy game last week, and Chad Townsend, obviously, he's played well most of the season. But obviously, um, you know, uh, he was replaced at the end of that game. But, you know, um, it, it's it, it's sport. But I've got to say, as a fullback and a winger on a night like this, mate, you need to catch the first ball early. Lachlan Coote tonight, he's under the pump tonight. I think he'll do a good job tonight. But that first bomb that goes up, it's got, it's got to be a positive play.
1: Now, uh, there is Holden Cup going on at the moment. Earlier, for those just joining us, and hello to everyone listening through Triple M in Brisbane and KOFM in Newcastle and through the Hunter. Earlier, Penrith were winners... Uh, over the North Queensland Cowboys. That's three in a row for the Panthers into the Holden Cup Under-20s Grand Final. And a short time ago, it was Dragons leading Roosters 14-0. And look who we're joined by. This is Rugby League Royalty, uh, a long-time member of the Triple M team, and he's obviously here for Channel 9 duties. And uh, you can see the game live and free tonight on on Channel 9, of course. Hello, Gus. Hello, Dan. How are you doing? It's been a long time since we've... I know you've done a few Sunday shows with the boys, but... uh, How are you feeling? Your Panthers are in the grand final. Your first great team had a great year. Things are going well. Yeah, it's been
10: a wonderful year for the club. Our our 20s today into their third grand final in four years. And um, that side's had a lot of setbacks during the year. They were very strong earlier in the season. They were sort of belting everyone. But a um, few players advanced through the system, few got injured few got suspended, other kids got their opportunities a lot of 18 year olds in that team tonight and uh, they've got through to another grand final which is great, they beat a very very good Cowboys team tonight, the Cowboys terrific and Gus, a, a few key signings through the week as well congratulations out there, obviously the plan's all coming together out west? Absolutely mate it's great news for the club with Matty Moylan and Bryce Cartwright committing for five years and I think it's a, a real show of leadership from those two players and it'll be an indication to all the other players, we've actually got now 16 players signed for 2018 we've got nine of those signed for 2019 so the core group of this this team is going to be able to stay together for four or five seasons a lot of people go around Gus saying that you know it was it was a good season and
2: and the results you know at the back end of it turned out to be okay i thought against the Raiders last week. There was an opportunity. I don't think the boys went down there and put their best foot forward. What were your thoughts on their last game of the season?
10: Yeah, it was sort of a difficult one for them. You know, they came off the euphoria of the game the week before and then they're playing away from home down in Canberra. They only trained the once. Um, They never got a run on the track the night before the game and I just thought they were a little bit flat. Um, You know, they certainly didn't put their best foot forward and then in the second half they fought back well uh, but it was sort of taken away from them at the back end. It was... It didn't surprise me the performance, although a little bit disappointed with it. But uh, on the overall score of things, it's it's great experience for this young group, and uh, if they're ever in that situation again, I'm sure they'll handle it better. Gus, I want to take you back, and I know a lot
3: of people. You know, we talk about the grassroots stuff, and I know you live it. You know, you do the expert stuff, and that's great. But I've got to congratulate your SG Ball team. I know your Harold Mats; they went okay as well. But the SG Ball side—they beat the Steelers in the final. Yourself and Anthony Griffin were there. And geez, are a good good
10: side. Young Sally was the man of the match in that, but it was a really well-balanced team, you know? Yeah, well, right through the ground. I mean, Penrith is a junior league club yeah. playing in the National Rugby League competition, so we cheer for all our teams. Our under-16s went within a point of winning their premiership, and they were beaten by the national champions. Our under-18s won the New South Wales title, and they went and beat the Queensland champions to win the national title. Our 20s are minor premiers and into the grand final. Our reserve grade team finished in the top eight, and our top eight and our NRL team finished in the top eight and won a semi-final, so all our teams have performed well, and uh, and we cheer for all of them.
1: Tonight's game, you are very confident about the Sharks, aren't you?
10: Yeah, I think they'll win. I really do. I you know, Not only do I think they've sort of been the best team during the year. I know they had a little bit of a flat spot there, but most teams do. But um, I looked at the Cowboys after last week's loss, and I just couldn't imagine them coming up after that and coming down here to Sydney and having a peak performance, where I think the Sharks will peak tonight. It, it seemed to me, Gus, watching last
2: week, that uh, the Cowboys have been in fifth gear for a couple of weeks and they've done a lot of travel, but the Broncos, for mine, their form at the back end of the season wasn't great. The Broncos last year, would I think they would have put them out of the competition last week. Uh, after they got up, I think it was in the fourth or fifth minute, they scored the first try, the Broncos. There was an opportunity there with some possession on the Cowboys line to, again, reinforce that lead, go a little bit further, and I don't think the Cowboys had the fight. The Broncos weren't in good enough form to do that
10: and that allowed the Cowboys back into the contest. I think the Sharks can shut them out of this one. Look, the game went to extra time. It was a 90-minute epic. It was close, and that was the thrill of the game and both sides giving it to each other and trying so hard. Technically, they were actually both pretty poor, and I thought both sides were very tired. They were just as tired as each other. The Broncos were never really in it that second half, only the Corey Oates runaway try. And the Cowboys just couldn't seem to get the run of points that they usually do when they get a flow of possession. I don't think either side, the Cowboys or the Broncos, are going anywhere near as well as what they were earlier in the season and certainly not as well as they were at the back end of last season. Where the Sharks, I think, will peak tonight, I think this will be their best performance of the last three or four months. Gus, I I know that... You nearly got Jonathan Thurston and the Panthers. Uh,
3: man, I know for a fact he said he was nearly going to go there. The Cowboys came in and did what they did. Um, but how do you stop a guy like Tom Alolo through the middle? I know you've seen some good forwards. You've coached some good forwards. But,
10: mate, he's an absolute beast. 270 metres last week and looked unstoppable, especially when the game was on the line. Well, he's getting harder to contain because he's learning more about the game. It's not actually the power of his runs anymore. It's that he knows when to run. He's picking and timing himself. They tended to use him up a little bit. Jonathan used him up as a bit of a battering ram to get set up for another play. Now Tom is actually a little bit smarter. He's actually coming onto the ball when it's good for him. And they're learning to play off the back of that. He's Look, he's impossible to stop when he gets the ball at the right time in the right position. And that's why he's become so effective because... The kid's actually got more intelligent about the game himself. He's timing his
1: own. He's timing his own runs. Uh, is there any similarity? You were at Penrith, of course, when they first made the grand final, and the you know the sort of pressure, I suppose, from the locals because it hadn't happened before. Is there? You've lived in the Shire for years. Is there any similarity between what the players there every time they go for a feed, a haircut, or a coffee might might be feeling?
10: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I live down there. I've got four shark supporters in my house. If the sharks win, I can't go home tonight. But they're, um, you know, the whole area is in fact on fire at the moment. The shire is on fire, and they're all expecting this. And uh, um, I suppose if they win, everyone's down the down the beach with porch lights for Harold Holt, waiting for him but, to come in out of the surf. But Gus, tell us, we've seen
3: some great sharks teams over the years with Steve Rogers. You know, um, you know, we've had guys with Gal and mate, David Peachy. Mate, why haven't the sharks done it? Is, is there around the prelim that they tighten up a little bit? Mate, what's your honest take on it?
10: I don't think so. They played in a grand final back in the 70s, or a couple of grand finals back in the 70s, and uh, they've had some opportunities over the last couple of years but couldn't quite nail it. I don't think they had the roster, to be honest. But right at the moment, they do. The thing that struck me about the Sharks all year is that they've got such a powerful, experienced forward pack. They're not intimidated anyone, and the game situation doesn't intimidate them. The scoreboard never intimidates them, and and now they've actually got strike. You know, these outside backs and, and Benny Barber back to his best, they've actually got strike power, and all through the year... Just when you thought they might be teetering, they seem to be able to get tries whenever they need them. You know, and a team that can do that, a team that can produce points when it needs it, is a very dangerous commodity.
2: Big move by the coach last week, Gus, to pull off their halfback uh, with uh, 30 minutes to go.
1: Don't um, laugh, Dell. All right, it was a play on words. How, no, uh, no, You no, were no, laughing. Go on, ask how, the question. How, um,
2: how does a coach get the best out of him again after a decision like
10: that last week? Well, I think... The decision was made to get Jack Bird closer to the game. I think that's what it was. He needed Jack Bird closer to the action, and uh, he certainly wasn't going to pull Maloney out of the action. So uh, that was the decision to made there. And sometimes as a coach, you've got to make a tough call like that. But you know, If, young if Chad, he was playing well, yeah, he wouldn't he, have been. No, that's if, right. if young Chad Townsend is a team man, and if you're going to win a premiership, you've got to have a team mentality. It can't be about me. It can't be about the individual it's got to be about the team and all the coach needs to say to chad is mate i thought that was the right decision for the team but you're our man this week and if chad Townsend's a team man which i believe he is he'll accept that and he'll go out there tonight and if it happens again the coach won't have any hesitation to pull him out of the action
1: gus has been great to have you back with us for a short time you can see gus on uh, channel nine uh, tonight uh rabbi is on deck so you and Rab's the old firm oh, yeah. we had together. No, the I great like rabbits. I want to know why all you got hot chips and I didn't. Well, you can have mine. No, no, no. You've had your chance. I asked for a Caesar salad. This
10: must, <laughs> must be yours. You've had your chance. <laughs> thank you, Gus. Gus. Seven
1: thirty, Channel Nine, live and free. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you can uh, see it there, yeah. live in HD yeah. as well. This oh, is the no, no. rush hour. <laughs> Wendell just offered his chips and Gus just shoot him away. This is the rush hour on Triple M. We'll have another special guest after this. Ah uh, yes, live from Allianz Stadium as the lights start to take effect. Here we've got Girds, we've got Wendell, and a special guest, Jason Stevens, one of Cronulla's. Uh, well, well, you're one of their. You fa- can't, yeah, can't say legends. I was going to no, say favourite son. Yeah, no, he's a legend. It'd be wrong legend. if I
6: say legend, but feel free we, to. Soothe we, we well, your heart
1: with dragons or, or sharks.
6: Well, I love both. Mm. Uh, I'll be honest yeah. with you, I There's love a couple it. of those on the panel. No, Dragons are special, Matt, aren't Wendell they?
1: Wendell does that where he sits on the fence <laughs> yeah. with his, I love the Broncos, <laughs> I love the Dragons. We can't say well, favourite son,
2: we can't say legend. I think we can say legend. We, we certainly do. can't say premiership winner. Yeah. Is <laughs> that going to – We can't. Look, we always have a bit of fun with the we guys can't. that, that haven't been fortunate enough to win. You got close and, and you've been in some final series. Are the Sharks the real deal this year, Steve-O? Can
6: you see it? Can you smell it in the Shire? Yeah, yeah, I, I could smell I was fortunate enough to have dinner with the boys uh, last night. Oh, well, they're, well, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get much. <laughs> I didn't get much to eat because I sat next to for and perfita, Uh <laughs> But not that I need any anyhow. But uh, look, that, that, they were. They were feeling good. Uh, you know, it's really going to come down to hunger and, and whether they can compete for that whole eighty minutes because y- you can't. If you lapse against Thurston, you're gone.
1: You actually look. You have. You haven't had the big blowout that many front row forwards do after they retire. What are you doing with yourself these days? Well, it's funny because uh, a couple of years
6: after it, I, I was starting to and uh, I was starting to put on weight. And then I went to a restaurant and someone said, someone said, "I oh, can we take a photo?" Either Jay's But Can we take a photo with you? And he said, "Yeah." no worries. And then he said, and "Can you sign this?" And he goes, oh, we'd love to meet you, Blocker. Thanks, mate. Thanks. So I, said, <laughs> <laughs> wow. actually, can we... so I said, I'm going on the low carb. But I love Blocker. Just in love to Blocker, yeah. by the way. Hey, back to uh, the Sharks. Look,
3: mate, we've all been impressed with how they played. <laughs> and they've, they've fallen over in a couple of prelims, actually, four of them, actually. So in 99... Don't keep reminding no, them. No, 2001, mate. 2002, 2008. What do
6: you think's different from this side to other sides, Jace? Well, I think uh, we've got... We've got blokes like Jimmy Maloney. He's been there. He's won it. Matty Pryor, as you know, has yep. won it with the Dragons. Chris Heinington, Luke Lewis, yep. uh, as you know, Gerds. Um, you know, even though he was on the wing, he didn't do much at yeah, day. Yeah, we
7: carried we? Him, <laughs> he oh, He's got, him. He got, he got a ring.
6: <laughs> no, but you've got blokes in there. And, and it's particularly, like I think Maloney, you know, like uh, in terms of uh, that halves combination and just performing under pressure, he's shown he can do it uh, at origin. Look, time's going to tell, but I, I, I really do think if we've got a shot, this is the year. It's been a tough couple of years for the Shire, Steve. and you would have really felt that, and, and certainly
2: Dan and I spoke about it before, and there's a lot of people in Sydney saying, oh, are Sydney really getting behind the Sharks? Because they do have some players that are controversial, and not everyone really agrees with the way that they play the game. But what we can't do is you can't take away the opportunity for the Sharks and their fans. It's been 50 years, and what they've been through the last couple of years the fans of the shy, how are they reacting? Yeah. Is that what's the momentum like living in the area?
6: The, look, the fans—they've the sh- been incredible. They've—they've they've been through some very hard times, and uh, you know, you—you you, you meet people on the street, and you, you just don't realize—you kind of forget a bit how much this means to them. Um, some of them are, are waiting; they've been waiting their whole life, and so. Geez, you'd love to bring one home for them as as much for the players. But, uh, you know, shout out really to the Shark supporters because they've been through thick oh, and thin.
1: Man. All right, we better go, Jay. So you're obviously tipping them to win. Yeah, we are. I am. I am. You don't fill it. us with confidence, though. No, no. I'm
6: tipping them to win. No, no, that's no, always been, no, no, no. Stevie. Uh, no, no, no. We're just, we're just quietly, we're, we're you know, we're doing our thing.
1: we got it. We got to go. Sorry, sorry. Thank I lo- you, I love Jason you, guys. Stevens. I love
6: you guys. I've been waiting for the call all well, year. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs>
1: it. You <laughs> saw me walking past.
6: <laughs> <laughs> He's free. Let's get him. All right. <laughs> this thanks, is, thanks.
1: This is the rush hour on Triple M. More after this. <laughs> ah, yes. Rush hour live from Allianz Stadium as the crowd pours in. A Holden Cup update. Dragons 20, Roosters 12 with 18 minutes to go. Ah. Roosters got that back to 14-12, but the Dragons just uh, getting back to an arm's length Mm. lead couple of bits of housekeeping before we go on. When we do footy on the show, it's for Totally Workwear. They uh, don't just do workwear. They also have a great range of hospitality gear. Find your local store, totallyworkwear.com.au. The show is for Nicorette Quick Mist, Australia's number one quit-smoking brand, Nicorette. Use only as directed. And that big opener, we're going to replay that in the 7 o'clock hour. That was put together by the great sideshow, Mike Anderson. Any great bit of production, usually done by him. So our thanks for, to Sidey for putting that together for us. Let's do this.
0: Not just tiles and bathrooms. ABL Tile and Bathroom Setter. Your one-stop renovation shop. abltilecenter.com.au Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live Sports
4: Update. Brownlow medalist
1: Joe Watson has ended months of mystery and will play on for Essendon next year after spending his drug suspension in New York serving coffees. Doing, doing good, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, remember, if you're in Sydney, you'll take the Swans Geelong prelim final from 7.30 on 104.9. The NRL is on DAB and the app. Now, this is quite fascinating. Former English batsman Jonathan Trott has revealed in great detail the mental torment caused by Mitchell Johnson, which famously caused Trott to quit an Ashes tour and effectively shut down his international career. Trott has written in his soon-to-be-published autobiography. This is what he writes... Struggling with the short ball isn't the same as any other problem in cricket. If you're struggling on-off stump, people talk about your technique. If you're struggling with the short ball, they talk about your courage. I felt I was being questioned as a man. I felt my dignity was being stripped away and every short ball I ducked or uh, parried, it was degrading. It was agony. It wasn't actually. I wasn't actually scared of the ball or the bouncer. I was scared of failing. I was scared being made to look bad Ooh. and letting everyone down. You just got a hook, Dan.
3: Yeah. You just mate, got a mate, hook. Oh, in saying that, mate, I was, I was at that test match you know, at the Gabba. When he was just went to his shell. And I've got to tell you, look, I know we talk about mental health. But I've got to tell you, mate. Davey Warner's copped a fair few hard sledges too. And I know he gives as good as he gets, but I feel for Trot because
1: I, I've never known what it's like to go through the Black Dog. But um, yeah, that's, that's tough. He, I, I don't think he played again, not in a major no. role in international cricket. And Jason Day is nicely placed after round one of the PGA Tour Championship. He's a three under, one behind a group of three, including Dustin Johnson. If Day wins, he'll collect the $10 million FedEx Cup title. Woo! That wow. is a sports update for ABL Thailand Bathroom Centre. Ready's mail coming up shortly as we do the rush hour live from Allianz. Thanks to Mitsubishi. Holden Cup getting interesting, Roosters now down 20 to 16, Dragons holding onto their lead, 11 minutes to go, their winner will play Penrith, we're here for Sharks, Cowboys, and a couple of moments ago, Brent Reid caught up with the coach of North Queensland, Paul Green.
11: Thanks boys, well Greeny, um, I guess the first question is about your team, there's a lot of mail that Calum Pong will
0: play tonight, and Leonard's out, what can you tell us? Yeah, he'll play, um... Uh, Kane was close, uh, come down and got through most of the session, but just couldn't quite hit top gear and without feeling that hamstring So uh, yeah, it's hard to, to carry a back on your bench with uh, with the aid interchange rule And it, it'd be a pretty physical game tonight. I think through the middle So we need uh, the forwards there. So um, yeah, Kaelin will play He
11: obviously uh, played well last week. That must
0: give you a lot of confidence. that
11: He'll handle another big big game for, for... For such a, a kid so young, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he uh, he handled the occasion really well. Uh, I think having that experience is only going to help him again tonight. So, yeah, I've got full confidence in him. He's a pretty confident kid. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward, looking forward to seeing him go.
11: What about the week, Randy? I mean, obviously everyone thought that you'd like to struggle after last week in terms of your
0: fitness because it was such a sapping game. How's the week been on that front? The uh, week's been good. We've... Um, We've recovered really well. We've got a seven-day turnaround, which, um, you know, we haven't probably had for a while. So, uh, you know, we enjoyed that extra day of recovery. I uh, got down here a day earlier also. So, you uh, know, we're, uh, we're feeling good. What about... It's obviously been a week dominated by talk about the wrestle. and uh, What sort of game are you expecting tonight? Well, hopefully, you know, hopefully we see, you know, both teams back to 10 and then we see a bit of footy. That's what I think everyone enjoys watching. And mm. um, I don't think anyone likes seeing too many penalties, but uh, by the same token, you know, you've you got to within the rules. So, um, so uh, look, I think, mean, at their best, both teams are pretty good attacking sides. so I think, you know, the fans probably want to see that. If it's an open game, I think we'll see some good footy. And finally,
11: obviously, one game short of a grand final again, two in a row. I mean... Well, do you feel your side lift
0: on occasions like this? Do you
11: feel like
0: they go up another notch? I think it brings out the best of them. Uh, the, the bigger occasions, um, yeah, there's a bit more excitement around, and, and you can see it in the way the boys prepare and, and uh, you know just that, that feeling amongst the group. So, yeah, it's been a good week. Thanks, Ready. Cheers. Pretty calm there, uh, Paul Green. Is the second
1: game, can it be harder than the first game? Caelan Ponga, he was quite adept, wasn't he, at first grade last week. Look! Look! I think um, the Sharks will know what to
2: expect because they've they've seen like going into last week's game. If you hadn't watched him in the twenties, you'd only sort of read about him and heard about his reputation. Uh, but after seeing what he can do on the wing in open space, they'll be uh, they'll they'll know they need to shut that right edge down, uh,
3: especially with the footwork he has and uh, what he's capable of. Mate, you're right, Gerds. Mate, that first run, mate, like. His agility and his skill and that. My young bloke said to me, he "Goes, dad, this kid will handle." I said, "Mate, NRL's a different level, and he, he's done what he's done." But now um, people know who he is, so they'll do their homework, and he, you can expect a, a of time tonight. You've got yeah. to give him a of time. And he's also not a big—he's not a big body, and no. he's not that tall. So I think that you know he might see a little bit of
1: traffic through the air as well. All right, we're going to do uh Reedy's mail after this song, including the club Kieran Four and really wanted to go to, and it's not Canterbury, and it's not the Warriors. Reedy will reveal that shortly. News at Manly as well. That's coming up as we do the Rush Hour for Nicorette Quick Miss and this outside broadcast thanks to Mitsubishi. It's the Rush Hour here on Triple M. Oh, yeah. Triple M live at Allianz Stadium. We'll be calling Sharks v. Cowboys. Kick-off at about Uh, 7.58. Give or take. And uh, for our Sydney audience, yes, you'll be leaving us at 7.30 on 104.9. Now, if you're a Sharks fan driving to the ground... When you get back in the car, you'll probably hear the end of the AFL, but as soon as the AFL is done, we'll have the verdict. So, uh, Uh, when you're stuck in the car park here at Moore Park, and those car parks were closed, some of them, at 4.30. Some are still open, but uh, it was a rush to get in the ground, and there's a nice crowd streaming through. We'll be on air after the game as well. Uh, We've got Gerds, we've got Wendell, we've got Dan. This outside broadcast, once again, thanks to Mitsubishi and their run-out sale, which is on now, with free auto upgrade on selected passenger SUV and four-wheel drive pickup models now. 3 Freedy. Freedy. You've got
9: mail. It's time. You have mail. Freedy's mail. Well done, Reedy.
1: Just quickly, Roosters in front in the Holden Cup. They've gone back-to-back tries. No. Johnny Chua no. has just scored 26-20 with six minutes left. Absolutely gun to young Chua have, you,
11: have you ever seen his Instagram account? He does some amazing things with that Instagram. Johnny yeah. Chua Vasasek. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. Inter- what, what do you mean? Art Arps- video. Or? Videos. It's, it's very good. Is he anywhere near... The quality of his brother in terms of, I mean, that's high. that's In age. terms of Instagram? Or no, I'm talking on film. <laughs>
3: different style of uh, player. Yeah.
1: He, he, he's, two of us,
3: Roger is a different level, but this kid's very talented. It's, must, it's hard for him, but All right,
1: Reedy, you've come out here. You love that orange jacket, don't you? Oh, he does. During yeah. finals, I mean, mm. we're here on stage. But you won't take it off. Uh, actually, with that jacket on and the glasses, it's a little Where's Wally, isn't
11: it, Dan? <laughs> well, they might need help moving the cars later, Dan. So, <laughs> All right.
1: Where did Kieran Foran really want to go?
11: Well, Dan, Kieran Foran rang Craig Bellamy. He's been in talks with Melbourne uh, for quite a while now. He's, he rang Craig Bellamy personally. He spoke to Craig Bellamy about potentially going to Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne were interested, but because of the salary cap space and the fact they're locked in the finals... They really couldn't get immersed in talks with him because they've got other things on their mind and they would have had to have manoeuvred things around. Obviously, it got mm. to a point where it, I suppose it got too difficult and Kieran wanted to know what his, where his future lay. But Kieran definitely was in talks with Melbourne. He was in talks with, personally with Craig Bellamy and that was one of, the, one of the clubs that he was seriously weighing up going to. If, if you if,
1: seriously want him, you move
11: him. Make time, don't you? But, but that's a, you know, to make room for Kieran Foran, that's a lot of movement, particularly for a club like Melbourne. You know, uh, the Warriors had natural movement with Conrad Hurrell and Thomas Lulaway, right. so they didn't have to make that many moves to. But Melbourne, I mean, they're, they're cl- yeah. their solo caps clogged, they would have to make some big calls.
1: Do you anticipate. And we'll talk properly about Kieran Forre and his situation. Do the do you anticipate the Warriors are going to have a problem getting him registered?
11: Well, I spoke to Jim Doyle today, then, who's the CEO there, and Jim obviously used to be work at the NRL, so he know, knows the system quite well, and he seems quite confident they will get it across the line. The Kieran Forre will meet the NRL in the next uh, week, I would think, to begin those talks, the integrity unit, and he's. I don't think it'll happen quickly, but I think over time it will happen. They'll get the contract registered.
1: Do you think it? Sorry, we're not. Yeah, no yeah, good yeah, question? you think the NRL will take a view? Well, Parramatta are the are the real losers here. Can we let a bloke play round one next year when he left a club in the lurch for mental health issues? And we're not questioning those at all. But, geez, it's it's it's, it's an unlucky, it's a, a poor situation for the Eels if they're, he's running around
11: round one for a different club. I've got to say, I haven't heard anyone from the Eels come out and actually bag him or have a go at him or have a go at the Warriors for signing. I mean, if someone was doing that, if someone at Parramatta in the Parramatta hierarchy was saying, we don't want this bloke registered, it shouldn't happen, maybe that would be a different story, but no one's done that yet. Well, Dan, even for me, and, and you too, Reedy, really, mate, like, he didn't
3: take that money. Look, I think mean, he got a payout of 200K. Got pay out, yeah. So I think the Parramatta Reels thought, okay, we want you to get well, Foz, and, and and he's getting well, obviously. But, you know, I also question, not so much, i love him to come back, but how do you afford that many class players? You know, oh. there's, you know, Isaac Luke. Um, there's obviously Sean Johnson, Jules and him. Like, yeah. I don't, and they, I know they've let a couple of players go, but at that standard, um, I know the Kiwi dollar is a little bit sort of down. But yeah.
11: geez, there's some world class players there. But Kieran Foran's not on the money that he okay. was on a year ago, or, or this this time earlier this year at Parramatta. He's not going to be getting that money because because he's got to rebuild his reputation. As I said, they lost Harrell, they lost Lulua. Both those blokes yeah. were contracted for next year. But not a big so money, that's mate. cleared some money. Well, Harrell was on decent money, I think. Uh, the big issue for them is at the end of next year, they've got Sean Johnson coming off and Kieran Foran. Now, mm. if Kieran Foran goes over there, decides he's happy over there, and things work out, you know, suddenly that they've got to make a call potentially between Kieran and Sean Johnson. Look, let's be honest, Sean Johnson, he's a bit of a flat-track bully, Sean Johnson. I mean...
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes.
11: He hasn't got them across the line. No, he hasn't, and I tell
2: you, another guy that they might miss out on that might be just as good as both of them is Lola here. I mean, you talk about the players that they have coming into the key positions next year. Where's they
11: leave him? Well, if I, in I asked club, him. I asked him all the day, and he oh. said he will not be leaving. Nice. Wow. He said Lola here is part was of, right of the the Dragons
1: sniffing straight away? Well, I think
11: there's a lot of Parramatta was sniffing around him. I think Dragons I know, I, I, always sniffing. I think Manly was sniffing around. There's lots of clubs sniffing around. Dragons have got full Tocchani, time, by the
1: way. Roosters have won. They've beaten the Dragons twenty six twenty. So the Holden Cup Grand Final will be Penrith versus Roosters. Oh, and that brings back some memories. Uh, oh, Reedy, nice. <laughs> we're short on time yeah. here, but what's doing at Manly?
11: Yeah, look, Manly's a mass clean-out going on at Manly again, Dan. And Brenton Lawrence is the latest name. Uh, they tried to move him last year. Cronulla obviously playing tonight. I you, Cronulla are interested in Brenton Lawrence. Uh, and i would be very surprised if Brenton Lawrence is at Manly next year. They're making room. I'm not sure if it's for Greg Bird. That's the bloke who's been flagged. But I don't know if the NRL, if things pan out. The way some expect whether the NRL let Greg Bird come straight back into the game so they've got someone in mind I'm not sure who it is at the moment it's starting
2: to be really bad for business well, he's yeah. another local
11: at the cafe where's he off to <laughs> <laughs> can I ask where's Greg
3: Bird what'd he do oh,
11: uh, well, Lawrence, well, yeah. uh, well I don't know obviously he's had some injury problems yeah. and Manly decided they've got enough front rowers they've yeah. got young Willis Meehan who's Goodbye, been playing yeah. New South Wales Cup they've got big hopes for him uh, they got Adam Fenua-Blake, who's in the player, Kiwi Extended Squad. The Dragons, yeah. you know, they think they've got enough front rowers that they don't need Brent Lawrence. Okay. And if they can move him off the cap and spend that money elsewhere, they're going to do it. Uh, quickly, Kevin Proctor. Yeah, look, obviously, Dan, a couple of years ago, Kevin Proctor, uh, the day James Tedesco decided to join Canberra when he before he backflipped, Kevin Proctor... Was go decline Canberra turned them down at a meeting with Ricky. Ricky flew down to Canberra, met him personally, uh, and and in the end Kevin decided to stay in Melbourne. There's a lot of talk about Kevin Proctor's future at the moment. There's been some some uh, clubs mentioned in relation to him. The Gold Coast is one of them. Uh, he meets Canberra tomorrow in a game he plays against Ricky, and he's saying he wants to stay at Melbourne. I spoke to him this week. He's keen to stay at Melbourne, and he's saying even if he leaves one day, he'll end up living there. So yeah. You know, there's some rumours going around. I'm not sure how much attention we pay to them at the moment. All
1: right, that's a very good mail, Reedy. You bounced back from last week. <laughs> Thanks, gee, it's a lo- uh, gee, from I thought last day. week was okay. E- e- it's a, long yeah, it's a high it. standard you've the gra- set, The mate. grapple
11: tackle, like, that became an issue. I told you it was big, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: thank you to Brent Reid. And will your final mail for the year oh. will be next fr- uh, Friday. That's some pressure. That's a little bit of pressure. Yeah. Quick break, we'll come back with more. It is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Thanks to Red Quick Mist. Uh, Shane Flanagan will join Brent Reid shortly on the other side of uh, 7 o'clock as we do Triple M NRL as always for Harvey Norman. This outside broadcast is lovely set up outside the members here at uh, uh, Allianz. In fact, well it is outside the members, but it's this, this good setup here they've got with uh, you can hear some music in the background. You had Daft Punk walking through. awesome! Yeah, awesome. With uh, blokes in uh, stilts and, and with all the lights. Geez, yep. that would have been, geez, that'd be a sweaty suit. 30 an hour, you night.
2: reckon, Dan? What do you reckon? 30, 35 an hour? <laughs> Tough gig, isn't it?
1: Tough gig. Yeah, 150 for the gig. Yeah.
3: What do you got there, Del? Hey, Dan, I know there's a lot of Shark supporters here. They've, they travel from the shore unlike Manly fans back in the day. Um, but uh, the boys from the Cowboys ten Adrian and the boys, there's two tickets here um, for supporters who want to go in um, Southern End. So if you want two tickets, three tickets... Come and grab the guys. What are they going to do
1: for it, Wendell? Nothing, nothing. What no, about, s- like,
3: a limbo? No, i giving it to him.
1: So whoever okay. wants two tickets, let right. me really know. Yeah, but the problem is, when most of those people pre-purchased. I know, but if people haven't bought tickets, okay. it's two free tickets All here. All right, well, there you go. Stop by. Let's do this.
0: Not just tiles and bathrooms. ABL Tile and Bathroom Setter. Your one-stop renovation shop. ABLTilecenter.com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live Sports
1: Update. Uh, updating the Holden Cup. Well, it's now finished. It is going to be a Roosters-Penrith Grand Final. The Dragons led for most of the game against the Roosters, but the Roosters won 26-20. Penrith, 32-16 winners over the Cowboys. In cricket news, AB De Villiers is in doubt for the upcoming Test Series here in Australia. He's been battling an elbow problem. Well, there you go. Wendell's tickets lasted about 15 seconds. He is, I'm on. He's going to scale. Do not whatever you want, mate. Cowboys. That's right. Thanks to And in the space of less than a week, Gar Hander has experienced the highs and the lows of V8 Supercar Racing. Five days ago, he crossed the line first to win Sandown. Today, it's been announced he's been axed of HRT next season. And in a story from the States, NFL ratings are down this year by more than 10% on previous years. Is it because of the concussion issue? Jarrod Haynes? Jared. No. <laughs> no. According to the experts, it's the interest in the Donald Trump saga. Oh, and the football audience has been watching CNN and Fox News and those uh, channels. Okay, So there we go. That is a sports update for uh, ABL Thailand Bathroom L- Centre. Lucky our politicians are boring, Dan. So people <laughs> we are the debate is going to have 110 yeah, million viewers. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in our World prime time right after this. It's the Rush Hour live from Allianz. Thanks to Mitsubishi.
0: This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast
4: craving relief. News only as directed.